Ocean longs to see. One chance out between two worlds. Fire walk with me. Da 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 da. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back. back. Let's say it like we're backwards people. <laughs> say, Cat, you know, <laughs> I voted for Trump. You know, backwards people. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. What I needed way, that. I needed that one for what a, what a way to start the episode. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Uh, and once again, before we hop into it, I gotta thank Surfshark VPN for sponsoring this episode. Surfshark uh, VPN? What? Now tell yeah. me about it, Sam. What is that all about? I will. You can get Surfshark and start protecting your internet browsing by using the offer code WELCOMEBACK at surfshark.deals slash WELCOMEBACK for 83% off and an extra three months for Free. Free? F-R-E-E? That spells free. That does spell free. If you're listening to us, you must like watching movies and TV, and you also must must get frustrated when something you want to watch isn't available in your country or region. This is exactly what a VPN can help you with. You can just connect to one of Surfshark's 3,200 plus servers across 65 different countries and watch anything you'd like to your heart's desire. I had to use a VPN yesterday to watch a movie for this david lynch episode i'm probably going to have to use a vpn for our upcoming guillermo del toro episode because uh, so not all their yeah it's so handy not all the movies are available in canada uh, but i can just turn on surfshark connect to a server in the u.s or uk or nearly anywhere else in the world and boom i'm just watching whatever i need to whenever i need to and it's completely secure oh excuse me and andrew i know you I know you like to write. I do write. But you don't always want to be writing in your room at home. Sometimes you want to go to the park. Go to the nice little coffee shop somewhere in New York. Of course. Yes, always. Of course. I live in a small room. I need to get out. Yeah. Uh, But if you're out and about just connecting to public Wi-Fi all willy-nilly, that's like going somewhere without a mask on. Who knows what viruses and snoops are out there trying to steal your data. Yucky. Yucky. But if you use Surfshark VPN, you can protect your data anywhere you go. Between their military-grade encryption, their automatic kill switch if your VPN gets disconnected, and their multi-hop setting to set up two VPNs at once to make your browsing even more private and secure, you'll never have to worry about your data ever again. Once more. You can get 83% off and an extra three months for free when you go to surfshark.deals slash welcome back and use offer code welcome back at checkout risk free. No risk at all. Day, no risk. 30 day money back guarantee. Again, that is surfshark.deals slash welcome back and offer code welcome back at checkout. There it is. Da 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 da. Ad reads are weird. It must. It must be. It could. Yeah. I'd look at the script and then go off script, and then that's why we would have no sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what what would you think David Lynch would think of that sponsor? 
I think David Lynch would probably. I think David Lynch probably has a has a VPN. I think he fucks with a VPN. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> what kind of weird bullshit does he have to look up on a daily basis <laughs> to write his scripts? <laughs> oh, good God! Yeah. I'm sorry, but, but Andrew, my roommates are in the living room and they're talking. So if you hear, oh no, if you hear something, I apologize. How dare they, um, Andrew? How has your how has your week been? What you, what you gotten up to? I know it's been a whole week since we recorded a podcast about Macbeth. <laughs> was it about Macbeth? I swore I sat down. I was like, no, Macbeth was two weeks ago. What did we do? No, nope, Macbeth week? was one week ago. I mean, like quite literally. Thursday, Andrew Thomas was fine. Andrew Thomas was living his life. He was pushing back Twin Peaks, but hey, <laughs> that's life. That's Andrew Thomas for you. But then that's life. He he knew he had to watch Twin Peaks. Um, I feel like a different person right now. Honestly, I'm just kind of like in awe. So here was my day. So today's Sunday, Friday. Yeah. What year is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so friday i started it was there was gonna be a blizzard in in new york so i just mm-hmm. got food i did everything that i needed to do and i just stayed inside i just stayed inside for these days um so yeah friday i watched all of season two plus fire walk with me i'm sorry you, there's no way you watch 22 episodes of of Twin Peaks in one day. 22? No. 10. That's not all of season two. Oh, half of season two. I apologize. Okay. So, we, like, the real, what? the real, the real Lynch fan, fans know halfway through season two it ends. <laughs> sure. Sorry, my apologies. But no, the second half plus Fire Walk with me. Then I slept in. And then I watched, like, three episodes of The Return. I went to one of my friends. uh, They had a concert, a dance concert. They're a dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a funny story for you. So I was just going to say, you know, good job to my friend who uh, was dancing. But I saw that she was meeting with her friends. And I was like, I don't want to go up to them. A, because I just wasn't in the mood to talk to people. But also, mm-hmm. I know myself. That's how I stay up till 5 a.m. That's how that I come back home at 5 a.m. With 12 Twin Peaks episodes to watch by 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to stand off to the side, wait till they leave, go, good job, and then run. Run back home. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I just wanted to tell you that because I know I'm. I'm you glad understand. you knew what to do. <laughs> You'd understand. You you sympathize with the Sam in the other universe where that did happen. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. But luckily, no. Yeah, no. I'm kind of. If you can't tell by now, I kind of just am like antsy. I've been shaking this whole time. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I'm doing. How are you doing, Sam? Uh, I'm I'm pretty all right. I've had a I had a good week. Um, my like like a lot of my life is in shambles, but some of it is nice. Well, that's good. 
if some of it you know is nice, I, mean? I completely hear you. Like, I need a job. Badly. But also, it's, like, nice to hang out with friends. Yes, of course. And, you know, play games and do other stuff. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> I wish I wish I didn't have to be stressed about money all the time. It would be. A, I wish we had a pleasure. A, a million more sponsors, <laughs> <laughs> and so many more people on our Patreon, so I could just live my life and just do this. Doing this. That's the dream, baby. Oh, that's be so nice. Lots Tell me, all I got to do is watch a movie and talk eat. about it for an hour. Ah. <laughs> oh. And then Beautiful. edit for two. That's it. Three out a three Not hour even. work week. Yeah. It's great. Uh anyway. <laughs> that's not my life. <laughs> Instead I had to watch a lot of Twin Peaks this week. I was doing okay for a while. I was doing like an episode a day. I like for the past two and a half weeks I was going to do that and then I missed like three four days because I was just like I am not in the mood to watch Twin Peaks yeah you gotta be in a mood <laughs> and then I had to like double up on episodes and then stuff there would be a good episode and then a really bad episode and I was just like what the fuck is even happening I do have a question about Twin Peaks season three when we get there because I might have forgotten or not paid attention or something i don't know something happened and i don't oh bro i have a question about it i feel like i passed out there was a moment at like 4 a.m where i was like did i die did i die (laughs) is my window open did this blizzard just freeze me to death am i dead yeah is this it yeah i don't Um, know i was out of it in so many ways so many ways so so many uh but here we are three months late (laughs) from when we were supposed to do this episode three months late yeah but we're here uh but we're here we finally did it justin wanted to be a part of this uh podcast i forgot yeah i forgot to tell you (laughs) oh we should have had we should have had justin on i talked to him this morning (laughs) What the fuck, dude? Now he's listening to this. Me going, oh yeah, oh yeah, by the way. What? I would have loved to have have Justin on to talk about... Of where he just talks about Twin Peaks. I would love to have Justin on to talk about Twin Peaks. What the fuck, Andrew? Yeah, sorry. Sorry to everyone involved. (laughs) Goddamn, dude. That would have made this all worth it. (laughs) Aw. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. It's not worth it with me. No, I'm just... No. No, no. In fact, no. No, it's not. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, okay. You wanted to talk... You wanted to ask, what were our thoughts about David Lynch before we started this? Yes. David Lynch. The whole Lynch. shebang. The whole From shebang. what? The whole 1970? Shebang. 1977. 1977 to 2017. As far as now, he could come back any day. David Lynch. Yeah. Major filmography. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to s- s- set that up. <laughs> no, it's a lot. I get it. 
I did oh, want to ask God. what what actually because I'm I'm very curious about yours, so I'm gonna go first. Um, my experience with David Lynch, I I saw Eraserhead when I was like 14, and I was like, okay, that's that was all right. And I saw Mulholland Drive also at that time, and I was like, okay, sure. But everything I liked has been compared to Lynch. So I was like, so I must like this guy, but today's not the day I'm going to find yeah. out. Um, yeah. I saw Mulholland Drive again when I was in college. I liked it a little bit more. Uh, and yeah. And then my roommates did a, did a David Lynch watch and I saw it break them and they did it over months. <laughs> They did it over. They said they did it over a year. Oh, a year. Yeah. <laughs> and then in June, I was like, "Yo, Sam, we should do more projects." And Sam was like, "No doubt." And then we came to each other with projects, and I went first. Never go first, because <laughs> I said <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, and Sam said yes. And I was like, "Man, I, I'm glad Sam would do this. He might hate this, and he did." <laughs> I did. I did. And he, he did was willing it. to do it. Great. And then Sam said, do you want to do David Lynch? And now I can't say no. I can't say no. He just <laughs> agreed to do it. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But I didn't want to do it. But I said, yeah, let's do it. And now we're here. What about your experience? Everything that led you to this moment, Sam? Yeah. Um, I, I had... I watched the first like two or three episodes of of the first season of Twin Peaks when I was like eighteen, and I was like, "This is cool." And then I got I started doing other stuff. It, it didn't like grab me, um, but like a lot of artists that I respect and a lot of people that I know and love and care about their opinions were all like, "Oh, Twin Peaks is the best. David Lynch is amazing. X Y Z movie is one of my favorite movies." Blah blah blah. All these things. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, yeah, same with you. Like, a lot of stuff that I that I liked, people would be like, oh, it's very Lynchian. It's very inspired by this, inspired by that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, sick. I'm going to love David Lynch. And that, was, that was not the case. Three months late. Not the case? Not the case. I've been watching these movies since like August. <laughs> and no, not the case. Not uh not it. This ain't it. I like some of his uh, some of his stuff. But a lot of it is I I was not I really did I hated or really did not enjoy. <laughs> I I've been I've been keeping up on your on your letterboxes and twitters. Uh-huh. But you respect it. You there I is respect a level David Lynch. of respect there. What were you going to say sorry? Yes. No, 100%. I definitely respect David Lynch. I think he is a incredible artist. And and in like I mean he's not doing anything right now really. Um but in modern cinema, one of the last artists 
artiste to yeah yeah to really be doing i mean again he hasn't made a movie since 2006 <laughs> so who knows what are you talking about you you watched the 17 hour long movie twin peaks the return oh you're right i'm so sorry it's 18 hours long oh 18 uh yeah, I mean you're right, but he hasn't made a movie movie. Yes, of course, yeah. Since 2006, so who knows what the fuck David Lynch is doing? Maybe he is the he maybe maybe art died with David Lynch. <laughs> maybe actually though, but actually though maybe. But n- not a bit. 2017 was kind of the last age of this sort of stuff happening, and and. Twin Peaks: The Return came out, and now, and now, and now, what? We get no. Spider-Man winning the Oscars. Apparently, um, Space Jam. The new we have Space Le- Jam League Legacy. I don't know Legacy. Um, yeah. So, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into our our weird structure of how we're going to talk about David Lynch? Oh God, we're already twenty minutes in. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I knew this was going to be a long one. Yeah. Anyway, um, after watching all of his stuff now, after what I, you started in August, I must have started yeah. in September. Uh, yeah. Because you were confused that I was starting so early. Yeah. This is what I thought Twin Peaks The Return was 10 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I... I really liked the first half or the first half the first two movies he made i love them a lot sure and he kind of lost me twin peaks didn't really grab me mm-hmm. uh i watched Firewalk with me with my log watch if i guess i haven't said it formally have i said it formally what how i watched yeah. the last half of david lynch yeah okay great amazing just didn't want to make sure you were lost I think so. You talked about you watched all of Twin Peaks, most of Twin Peaks season two yeah, on Friday. Yeah, you right, you right. I did talk about yeah. it. Just wanted to make sure. I really lost my mind. <laughs> this is evil, Andrew. Look, Twin Peaks. David Lynch is a surrealist filmmaker. I think it's okay if our podcast is also surreal. Weird. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna randomly move. I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna randomly move parts to different parts of the podcast. So the conversation is like kind of all out of order. But like, if you really listen, you'll like get it. <laughs> I don't have amazing. the time. If I had a week to edit this episode, yeah. I would do it. But I have like four hours free tomorrow to do it. <laughs> anyway, after spending the weekend with Lynch, I like him. I really like him. Great. There's a lot of just annoying things. Just a lot of annoying yeah. things. Not bad, just annoying. But gee whiz, you nailed it on the first go, Sam. He's like the last artist of this yeah. art form, at least. Yeah, like, it's kind of wild. At least he does it right. Like, there's respect. Yeah. I did not enjoy Inland Empire at all. Oh. I respect the hell out of Inland Empire. Huh. Well, all right. Let's let's start. Let's let's go into this first act. 
Okay, so the, just so everyone at home can follow along, we are, we have separated David Lynch's work into three acts of uh, of work, basically because he's done essentially twelve things. So we're doing four things, four things, and then four things. Uh, we're just because if we want to talk in detail about each and every movie, we would be here for twenty hours, yeah. <laughs> uh, and neither of us have the time. Uh, to do that so we're going to try and condense it obviously this episode is probably still going to be a bit long but uh yeah so we're going to talk about act one of david lynch this is uh a racer head elephant man dune and blue velvet my roommates are playing music and i'm like uh how long are they going to be out there it just sounds like two people i don't want to poop on their party but also, I'm recording a podcast. Gotta go poop on their party. Is it like loud, loud? It's loud. <laughs> okay. I can't hear it. It's La La Land. It's the the epilogue. That's very funny. I can hear it in detail. I'll wait till this song ends. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> Communal I mean, living. Communal living, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember when you lived with people you knew and you could just be like, stop, stop dicking around back there. <laughs> I I currently you, live cur- with people that I know. You can't do that. I can't I, do that. I can and I have done that. I've been like, hey, sorry, I'm doing a podcast. Can you just like, shit, like not do very loud dishes for an hour? I gotta go knock, knock. I have to lower myself and go knock, knock. <laughs> I say <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I can't hear it on mine. Yeah, I believe you. Just make sure if your it gain gets louder, is down. It's all the way down. Yeah. If it gets louder or if it stays on long, long longer i will hey hey sorry i'm recording a podcast i don't i know (laughs) please still stay out here i'm gonna be done in like uh (laughs) five Uh... minutes (laughs) (laughs) well don't lie well don't go out there and lie to them okay the music stopped all right we're good Okay. They, they just want to listen to one song. Yeah, again, live your life. That's my thing. That was my whole thing from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was your question? <laughs> just w- thoughts on, on Act 1 of David Lynch. Act 1 David Lynch is... Yeah. I really enjoy him. It's like you... Yeah. Like, you see it, you get it, like, with the exception of Dune. Um, Actually, but, like, you need a Dune sometimes. Sometimes you need... If Dune worked, we would be watching David Lynch's uh, Rise of Skywalker, potentially. What if Dune worked? Yeah. Thank God Dune didn't work. Uh, But... All of you see just like a hungry person really trying to prove themselves. Like, yeah, Elephant Man is beautiful. Elephant Man's a, Elephant like, Man is so good. I I I I feel like a freak too. <laughs> but it's so universal, not just me. Yeah. 
it is and then also with a racer head for me it's also just like yeah i've been that afraid i know mm -hmm. that feeling of of being afraid and you're like but i shouldn't be afraid but i am afraid i'm terrified mm -hmm. but i'm stupid for feeling this what huh yeah um how how do you feel also technically how do you feel about these earlier works of his yeah i mean Eraserhead was like it was the first lynch that i like really watched so i was like what the what did i get myself into <laughs> uh uh but then elephant man was like so good that i was like oh we're gonna be just fine baby and then i watched dune and i was like maybe not maybe we're not gonna be just fine and then i watched blue velvet i was like okay Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, David, I see you. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he came out the gates a swing in. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, his, his stuff is, yeah, I, I totally get, um, it is the most like, I don't know, tame <laughs> that like David Lynch ever is. Yeah. I think after, like Elephant Man was so successful, Dune was such a failure, and Blue Velvet was so successful that it was kind of like David Lynch established himself as like, oh, you just give David Lynch money and he just goes and does something, and you kind of just leave him alone. Yeah. Um, and that's what people did for the next 20, 30 years uh, of his career. They just were like, yeah, all right. You just go have fun, David. You Here's go, some money. You go have fun, David. <laughs> we won't bother you. I want my change back, but spend what you need to spend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but those first four, like, you, 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 I mean, it's, it's so interesting compared to uh, Quentin Tarantino, our other, like, director-focused project that we've done. It's so interesting seeing a director like David Lynch really establish himself over the course of like a longer period of time, like mm -hmm. throughout this whole project is like his career is just longer and more involved. Yes. Than yeah. Quentin Tarantino's. So seeing, seeing an artist really like find their place mm -hmm. is, is, is uh compared to quentin tarantino who who quentin tarantino did reservoir dogs and then just kept doing reservoir dogs forever um for better and for worse exactly like, that is what no that's my thing i was like true <laughs> yeah. for better uh, but david lynch <laughs> or for worse. you know Ugh. did did his weird artsy <laughs> uh film to like get get it started then got funded by mel brooks to make an adaptation of a play that was an adaptation of a book yeah <laughs> into this magnificent film then got handed like a commercial check to do a dune movie and then failed miserably and then got to do another movie that won the palm d'or at cons like i don't i don't know it's it's kind of wild seeing him seeing an artist really come into their own in and, this way. And with blue velvet specifically, it's the first time we get like gross David Lynch. 
for yeah. And I, I mean, say, that baby's pretty fucking gross. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, but like, <laughs> and and I guess this is what my thing. <laughs> Do that one more time. This is gonna be my text tone. <laughs> there is that good? Is that clean? You got it's clean. clean. Um, with blue velvet it's the first time it's like sexy it's like people are naked people like get like stabbed and like blood squirts out of them and like it's Mm. but it's like it was weird watching david lynch after quentin tarantino and seeing like wow quentin tarantino do be stealing huh Quentin, all Quentin Tarantino ever did was steal other stuff <laughs> from Tarantino other people do and steal. do it way worse. Um, yeah, it, it was like, yeah. But with Blue Velvet, it, it is him really going like, it feels like it's him going like, this might be the last one. Dude was a failure. <laughs> if this, yeah. If this movie doesn't work, uh-oh, that means I just yeah. made one successful movie. <laughs> Yeah. And it works out for him. It, it does. And it's so... It's weird. The first time I watched it, I watched it alongside Justin and Lupita. And it's like, oh, it's like so many movies. It's just like, it's so many movies are like this movie. Mm-hmm. And then watching it the second time, it's like, oh, no, it's... No movie that's like this is better than this. This is... This is like... The vocabulary of the of the quiet quiet boy with an edge in a yeah. dark life. It was built here, and it's yeah, yeah it's weird seeing foundational artist <laughs> like that build yeah. the pop culture around us. Yeah, just especially like I'm gonna just keep bringing them up just because it's the other of course big project please. that we've done. Mm-hmm. Like, compared to Quentin Tarantino, who just steals stuff for a living, seeing someone who is making something that then gets stolen later is, like, kind of crazy. I wonder how, how, how musicians feel when they're like, oh, this young artist is using one of my songs for a hook? Might, might Guess I'm going to listen to it. What trash is this? And they're using <laughs> my music! Yeah. I need to stop I'm this! Sure it's, I'm sure I'm sure it's weird. I mean, shout out Neil Young and uh, Joni Mitchell. Messing up my... <laughs> keeping it real. Messing up my playlist. Nah, keeping it real. Keeping, keeping it, it real. 100. No, I do That's love it. Neil and Neil and Joni ever did. <laughs> yes. Dang, they really don't make artists like they used to, huh? <laughs> I think they do. I think they're out there. Somewhere. They just aren't popular on TikTok. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you took the no, words it's... right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, Man, yeah. can we talk about Alpha Man for one hot second Please. before we move on? Alpha Man's so good. Alpha Man's so good. John Hurt. Yeah. It feels like a little miracle. Like, Elephant Man really feels like everything just worked. Yeah. And it was perfect. You know? Definitely. Elephant Man's great. Everyone should watch Elephant Man. It's so good. It's beautiful. It's shot beautifully. Yeah. The acting is impeccable. 
you expect it to become this creature feature, and then the movie <laughs> shakes its finger at you and go, "No, it's not a creature feature, you you jackass." Yeah, Elephant Man really fits in with uh, our Guillermo del Toro watch as well. I was gonna say Guillermo del Toro is the perfect person to watch after after David Lynch because I was after yeah. after ending Twin Peaks. I was like, now what do I watch now? What? Yeah. Everything's going to feel so weird because it's not weird. I'm going to wait for uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to wait for people to talk backwards. What is this? Yeah. yeah, no. Guillermo del Toro is just goofy enough, just fantastical it's enough. Just yeah. But also just he makes weird movies. enough. Yeah, he does make a movie. God damn. I'm so excited to just be able to watch a movie. Just a movie, right? <laughs> uh okay do you want to move on yeah act, act two. two okay act two of david lynch is uh twin peak season one and like half of season two not even uh wild at heart fire walk with me and lost highway what up a- i know you like to take your hit hog hack but lean a little bit closer, really, roses really smell like ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, roses really smell like ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway. <laughs> Why are you singing that? I'm so confused. I don't, I, I think this is the part of David Lynch where he was like, yeah, I'm David Lynch. I can do anything, and I will. So so are you not a fan of, of stuff in this act? Yes. Do you think this is a low point? Here's the thing. Good artist doesn't care what people think. That's the thing. No, you're right. For me, yeah. But also, I respect there's some things where you're like, now, it didn't work in Twin Peaks, so why are you trying it in Lost Highway? What are you doing here, bucko? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking... Okay, I, I will admit, other than Elephant Man, I think Lost Highway is my favorite david Lynch. really i hated lost highway. i i love lost highway i was like really taken by lost highway i think elephant man is better but that's because elephant man is a movie <laughs> and not an experience that i had yeah i yeah i really really didn't like lost highway but after seeing maholland drive i'm like oh lost lost highway was kind of like him trying to figure out Mahala Drive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I really didn't like that, and while watching Twin Peaks, I was not a fan. I was... Yeah, it's weird. Because now I like Twin Peaks. After watching Twin Peaks The Return, now I like it with the whole thing. Yeah, I think all I think we can I think we can hold all of our Twin Peaks conversation for when we Great. get to Twin Peaks season Thanks, three. Thanks, bruh. Thank you so much. You looking out for that's... a real G. Because yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's when all the stuff happens. I just realized um, right now I was like, Oh, I don't know how to talk about Firewalk with me without <laughs> Twin yeah. Peaks. I mean I I I I, I a Wild at Heart, I really hated. I really did not like Wild oh, at Heart. Oh, okay. I liked Wild at Heart quite a bit. I I hate... I really was not a fan of Wild at Heart. Um, and I, I, I quite... I enjoyed 
Firewalk with me is is in the top half of things of of David Lynch that I liked. Mm-hmm. What did I give it? I gave it a three and a half stars on on Letterboxd. You know, Lost Highways four, Alpha Man's four and a half, Blue Velvet's four. Everything else is lower than that. Yeah, everything else is lower than that. <laughs> everything else is lower than that. Uh, I mean, Eraserhead I didn't rate because I have no idea what, if I love that thing or I hate it. Really? So. Still? Even, even Still, now? even now. I think I like it. I think I would probably give it three and a half. But what made, What's the thing that makes you hate it? Just that it is. It is so... In a way that his other movies are are so off the deep end eraser head feels like it's just not quite there yet Ooh, okay it feels it feels very much like like i, I he worked on that movie for like five years or something mm, yes it feels like he did it feels like he got really paranoid about it like it feels like um you know in tick tick boom when when jonathan larson keeps talking about his fucking musical yeah it feels like that it feels like the end result of that where it's just like he got it out there and it wasn't really all that successful and someone was like hey you gotta go do another thing now like you haven't changed the world imagine if if david lynch passed away the night elephant man was supposed to premiere oh god elephant man would be a legendary film crazy crazy uh yeah but yeah i really did not like fire uh, wild at heart i mostly enjoyed firewalk with me and yeah i really liked lost highway shout out bill pullman shout out bill dad pullman. of <laughs> dad of our our boy Lewis yes pullman. <laughs> our boy legendary boy who won't hit us back <laughs> who will not hit us back wait no pause we're gonna stop our whole David Lynch thing pause Lewis Bowman yeah I'm talking to you specifically (laughs) we gotta gotta talk about your daddy your daddy's old movie bring you up I'm excited for for Top Gun but where's your next movie (laughs) Anyway, uh, anyway, that's a that's a see. He's turning into our boy, but now he's our rival. <laughs> yeah, he Lewis Pullman has really made a is is in the. I, I feel like he is on the cusp of a heel turn in in the welcome back uh, <laughs> narrative. Yes, he is. Uh, yes, he. Is. We'll have to see how good if he's really good in Top Gun Maverick. He might come all the way back around. Exactly. <laughs> It's test. You're on the line, man. You're on the line. We might, we might pull, we might get rid of a whole segment of our show, the we, Pullman Pull List. Yeah, we'll pull the pull man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Act Two of David Lynch is kind of wild. I yeah, Wild at Heart. I really liked. I found it very fun. You don't like Nicolas Cage, and I want to know why. No, I, I really don't like Nicolas because he's a bad actor. He's a what good do you mean actor. why? He's a bad actor. He's great. He's the David Lynch of actors. 
Sure. Uh, well, no, I don't respect Nicolas Cage. <laughs> In the in the way that I respect David Lynch, I do not respect Nicolas Cage. Uh, I love Nicolas Cage. I think he's a very he he explores gonna, the craft of acting. Gonna tie the rope around the old oak tree. <laughs> exactly. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna ride this motorcycle and have a fire skull. You do a pretty good Nicolas Cage. I'm doing Andy Samberg doing Nicolas Cage. Oh, I'm not funny. actually doing Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm trying to do Andy Samberg's Nicolas Cage. That's funny. Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what Nicolas Cage I gotta was. steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, the most famous one. We have to steal the Declaration of Independence. Now, aren't we supposed to do those movies at some point? Are we supposed to do yeah. National Treasure at some point? Because we did Da Vinci Code. And then we we did Indiana Jones. It's required by law. (laughs) It's kind of required after all that. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do it in the summer. Those are summer movies. And it's only two. Well, I don't know. Okay, great. That's nice. I can watch two movies. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I can do two. Oh, don't worry. We're going to have a long talk about TV shows and and projects. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're going to have a long talk. (laughs) We're going to have a great time. Uh, We're going to have a real good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about here? Or are we kind of saving... Are you kind of saving all, like, Twin Peaks and Firewalk with me for, like... Basically, the end of this episode is going to be us talking about Twin Peaks for 30 minutes, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Let's (laughs) push down Twin Peaks and Firewalk with me. Let's bring up Mulholland Drive, Inland Empire, Straight Story. Lost Highway I want to start with, though. Uh, Okay. I really did not enjoy it. I re- I put my phone across the room because I mm-hmm. started it one night and I, you know, I went on my phone and then the movie ended. And I was like, oh, I didn't watch that at all. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see a <laughs> second of that. Uh-oh. <laughs> so then I put my phone away and it was the most mind-numbing experience of my life. Like, I get it. Lynchianism. Lynchianism. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but like you said it during Mulholland Drive when we were talking about it, not on mic, off mic. You you were just like, you need to have like some some fragment of a story, some some movement of a of a narrative. And for sure. me, Lost Highway, I felt it. I it felt like every every other scene was missing. Yes, I did it. That was he meant for that me to feel that way. I just don't like it. I think it's I think it's sure. dumb. I think it's stupid. I think there are aspects of that in a lot of his later films. Now I think he makes that the that way of telling stories better. I think Mahal mm. Drive does it better. I think The Return does it a lot better. Yeah. I just think Lost Highway for me it just did it it amounted to nothing. What's the Shakespeare line? Uh, uh, it was in Macbeth. A man signifying nothing. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I know what you're talking I know the line you're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. that. But I, you liked it, and I want to know why. I, yeah, I do really like Lost Highway. Lost Highway, for me, was very... 
was was the the type of surreal that that kind of worked because it was like we were always for me last time we felt like we were always moving forward we were always like going somewhere i had no idea where the fuck we were going and by the end of it i was just like what the fuck just happened but it was like it still felt like that it was it was could i could i tell you right now what happened in lost highway no not at all there is she's a porn star and is is in a relationship with a mobster and then they kill somebody <laughs> and then it's a and then it's Bill Pullman instead but he was there first and then the house is on fire i i i don't know uh there's the creepy guy with the video camera i remember that that was real creepy um but lost highway i it was just i mean in in the way that like surrealism kind of works as a as a concept i would say is you don't know what the fuck is happening but sometimes something just works it just affects you in some way and i found lost highway like it it just hit me in the right way on the right day at the right time uh that it worked for me i i I really i like i could not tell you why Mm. uh i hear you man but i liked it i liked it um now the straight story do we have anything to say about wild at heart or we already said it no i hate wild at heart sucks what did you not like about it i just thought i really i really do not like Nicolas Cage uh, as an actor. Laura Dern was not good in it, which was crazy to see a bad Laura Dern performance. Uh, Willem Dafoe is great, but I don't... It was just... Oh, that's what I'll watch. Oh, that will bring me back to reality. I'll just watch his SNL. Willem Dafoe's SNL. Oh, great. Oh, great. Um, I was just going to sit in a just... dark room after we ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wild at Heart, I just really didn't like. I'm, I want to move on because we've been talking for 50 minutes. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, this is why I was like, let's keep it going. And then he pulled us back. So we're just moving forward. Straight Story. I uh, Disney's The Straight Story. Disney's uh, The Straight Story. I don't like Americana. And I don't like this dumb, dumb movie. This is this is where this is where I brought back Wild at Heart. <clears throat> I think both movies are very Americana, and especially Twin Peaks. Um, and going even further back to Blue Velvet, him telling this story of like this classic nineteen fifties to nineteen sixties version of America, so cool, so happening. <clears throat> But also, it sucks, and it's awful, and it's seedy, and it's nasty. I like the straight story, because it's 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 a different side of that. It still does that, but in a different way. Okay. <laughs> I really did not like the straight story. I also did the math. I, like, um... 
based on how far he was supposed to travel and the average speed at which he was traveling on his tractor for, I, I was even conservative and I gave him like six hours a day and it should have only taken like a week or two at max. And it took him like two, three months. I was like, that's too long. What did, what happened? He was making friends along the way. <laughs> it's still stupid. <laughs> what about Americana? And in this movie, that what does it do you not like? It's just boring and slow, and America is not that pretty of a country to spend three hours staring at fields. You don't like long, luscious fields? No. (laughs) It's fucking stupid. I want to move on. I want to talk about something else. I just, it's just point. I just think, I I think Americana is very, is very, um, I don't know, self-aggrandizing, maybe self-important. It feels very much like I'm American and and this is the country that I love. It feels like this like shitty version of like patriotism that uh, I'm just not a fan of. And do you think it different from his other works? And then we'll move on after this. Different than his other works. Straight Story is kind of watered down and where it doesn't criticize America enough. And, and Yeah, it, just, it doesn't do anything. It just goes, here's a guy on his trailer and on his tractor and he's going to meet some people and he's going to dispense some wisdom. And that's it. And that's the movie. There it is. Mulholland Drive. We both Mulholland saw this in theaters. Drive. We did both see this in theaters. What a nightmare. (laughs) In the best way or worst way? In both ways. (laughs) You had had a beautiful uh, thing on Letterboxd. Do you actually want to read it? You you can read it. Sure. You talk about about your Mulholland Drive stuff. I, watching it this time, I just really, like, felt this movie. This was the time... And who knows, maybe it was being in a theater. But this is where I was like, oh, I feel like I feel it now. I feel Lynch. The other times you're just watching David Lynch's stories and you get it. You're following along. You get the motifs. You get the feeling you're supposed to have. But like this movie, Mahala Drive, kind of like transcended me. It kind of felt like an outer body experience at some points. Um <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed the story, and I love both the performances from Naomi Watts and I forget the other actress's name. But someone. Uh, Laura Herring. Laura Herring. Harry? H-A-R-R-I-N-G. Herring? Yeah. Herring. Yeah. Herring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Mulholland Drive. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Okay, this is this is the little thing that I wrote on Letterbox. This was back in November. Uh, I went to go see it at the Garneau. Shout out to Garneau uh, here in Edmonton, Alberta. Check it out; it's great. Woo. Uh, Support local theaters. Right before. Yeah, uh, right before the screening of this movie, a doctor from the U of A spoke about how scientists have tried to explain art or how people view art uh, and how there's sort of a top-down and bottom-up way of experiencing art. 
top down being an artistic understanding, historical context, artistic references, even just camera movements, uh, and bottom up being based solely on immediate reaction and feelings you have while viewing any piece of art. Uh, and he went on to say how Lynch does both in very real ways and how we, and how both are perfectly acceptable and still limited ways of trying to explain it all and ended his brief talk by asking whether or not you need to understand art to truly enjoy it to which his answer was clearly no, but I don't think I fully agree. Yes. I think enjoying art based entirely on your feelings and initial reactions to it is entirely valid. And you do not need to necessarily understand why those feelings are happening. I cried like a baby when I saw the King give Gawain his sword in the green Knight, And I don't know why, I still think understanding just the basics of what the fuck is happening in a story you're watching is important to enjoying it. This film is confusing as hell. I had absolutely no idea what was happening at almost any moment. Lynch is not a good dialogue writer in the slightest. But he uses that to his advantage in this movie. Like, is this a masterpiece of understanding the art form of cinema, or is it a mother-level fever dream of garbage? I have no idea. And now, two months later, still feel the same? Yeah, I still feel the same. Mulholland Drive makes no fucking sense. So what do you fa- what did Mulholland Drive not do what Lost Highway did? Okay. Mulholland Drive has a lot more scenes that are also the worst parts of, of Twin Peaks, which is the stuff that isn't related to the like story we're watching. Yes. Lost Highway is like, we're going to follow this one guy do his thing. You don't have like a scene of a guy in a diner talk about a dream he had of his friend at the corner and then he meets a homeless woman who like explodes. I can't remember what happens. Um, you don't have scenes of like a hit man murdering someone and then having to murder like three other people in an office for no reason. Like these other scenes that are just kind of like, this is just something that's also happening at the same time as the story that you're watching is like so pointless to me. Um, and I don't think is, is really adding to the thing. And that's what, uh, what Mulholland drive has a lot of compared to lost highway, which I think is a bit more focused in its weirdness. There was less scenes of, of other random bullshit that, that doesn't matter to what I'm actually watching. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I. But you love Mulholland Drive. I do. I do love Mulholland you, Drive. You felt it. It was just in you. It was just happening. Because I, I guess that I like that. I prefer the. Here's all these characters. Because what I'm trying to express is like a theme. Or, uh, or that's what I like about Mahalo Drive. That I think is the strong part of Twin Peaks when they do it correctly. They don't do it correctly all the time. I shouldn't say correctly, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. but Inland Empire. <laughs> if you want to get man, Inland Empire. <laughs> Bro, it just, I watched this movie last night. <laughs> Inland Empire sucks. Um, <laughs> Inland Empire does, like, I respect Inland Empire. David Lynch really goes for a big swing, you know, in a way that he hadn't before. I think with Mulholland Drive and and 
uh, Lost Highway and anything else. Um, but like, this gets too surreal for me. Like, it, it takes like it, it's so strange. I I I like some of it of how some of that stuff works, but overall, I was just like bro come on (laughs) like what the fuck is this what are you doing now yeah no i i yeah it it is i really tried to block out block block out that movie uh we don't have to talk about it a whole lot but the thing is you're right it's him it's him swinging for it Tossing the bat like he made a home run and just leaving yeah. leaving the field. It's like yeah. the way you're supposed to do it. This is why I have to say it's going to take three hours. Bye. Now Showtime's going to yeah. give me $10 million to make my vanity project. Bye. Yeah. Sure. It's I'm going to go a do decade. a bunch of short films. Yeah. I'm going to go do a, a short film where I talk to a monkey for 10 minutes. Like. It's so cool. <laughs> it is cool. It's so you know cool. what? I will say, David Lynch, the coolest filmmaker. But like, what was that movie? What happened? But what, what was it about? But what was that movie? Laura Dern was good, but like, Laura Dern is really. I think Laura. Uh, she's just a good actor. One thing that I. She's a great actor. I hate her in Wild at Heart, but I think she's great in everything else. Um, Laura Dern. I one thing that I, that I want to say about David Lynch is that I'm really happy that like he just keeps bringing back his pals. Yeah, he's constantly working with Laura Dern and Jack Nance and Kyle MacLachlan and like all these like random bit actors that are in like one scene. He's just like, hey, do you want to come back and do another thing? He gets his and they all say yes. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure David is like the coolest dude out there. I'm sure he's super nice and super great to work with. Like all these people constantly keep coming back. Yeah. Like all the Twin Peaks Peaks people came back 25 years later Every- after like some of them stopped acting. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> everyone who was alive, right? They all came back. Yeah. They all came back. Leela just sat so- in a chair. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that as as David Lynch as, as a director. But geez, Louise and Wood Empire. All right. Yeah. Because you're yeah, right. I looking up at the timer something. and being like, yeah, but we have not talked about the thing. Yeah, so this was, I think, okay, my biggest regret of this podcast is not making this a Twin Peaks watch instead of a David Lynch watch. I think if we had 90 minutes to just watch Twin Peaks and just talk about it, I think this would have been potentially better mm-hmm. of a project to do. It is my one regret. Because I feel like me and you could sit here and talk about Twin Peaks for ninety minutes, but we gotta settle for fifteen. <laughs> but we gotta, we can do thirty. We can do thirty. All right, I didn't want to say thirty. We You're do, like thirty. <laughs> we can do thirty. I can do thirty. I don't really want to do forty-five, but I can do thirty. 
So, Twin Peaks. I watched all of season one. I watched like four episodes of season two. And then I stopped because I hated it so much. And I figured, hey, David Lynch left. And so I'm also going to (laughs) leave. And then I watched all of The Return. Did you see the big episode? I left before he left. I was like, I cannot stand this. I hated it so much. I couldn't do it. I looked, I just read what, I just read what happened. (laughs) Uh. I hate, I couldn't do it. If I had to watch four more episodes of, of Twin Peaks, I, season two, I, I, oh boy. You would have quit. You would have said, sorry, Andrew. I would have quit. We got abandoned. It was, it was so fucking bad. It was so bad. I could not do it. Could not stand it. So more power to you for watching it all in like two days. (laughs) So what do you feel about Twin Peaks as a whole right now? As a whole, I think it's very fascinating. You know, I, I couldn't tell you another artist who like went back to finish a story 25 years later. Um, just to throw a middle uh, finger in your face. Sorry? Just to throw the middle finger in your face. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, you thought that's what it was? Nah. Nah. Can I, can I say something? If you know who does, yeah, of do course. that. Please. I've talked way too much. Matrix Resurrections. Matrix Resurrections fucking slaps. What are you talking about? I think, I think. Matrix Resurrection wishes it was the return. You are insane. It wishes. Uh, you know what? And Steven Spielberg wishes he he made the original West Side Story. He does! He <laughs> but he didn't. He made a trash pile. So what do you want? <laughs> but in the Matrix, since we're, we're going to the return. Yeah. There was watching it. I was like, "Oh wow, there's a lot of Matrix Resurrection here." In the in the fact of like, you think this art was for you? <laughs> you think this was for you? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I I just wanted to hang out with my friends, and you are so lucky enough that I that I filmed it and and edited it together. <laughs> You are just so lucky that I did that. I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Sure. Yeah. And I think the return does it really well. I don't, it's like, it's like a joke. The way that series runs is like a joke. Like literally. Yeah. Del Cooper pops up. And says, I am the FBI. While the why the score is played. He goes up, they connect with your friends. All of them are together. Then they leave. Then he says, I hope we see each other again. Peace out. And fades away. Uh-huh. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's something. But 
12 hours? <laughs> I com- I love the committing to the bit. But 12 hours? 18 hours. But to get to that the episode. The return is 18 hours. That happened in the, the... There was three episodes left. Yeah, so... Carry the one. <laughs> 15 hours up to that point. To when the plot really starts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, okay. So my big, and I, I talked to Justin about this this morning. Um, wish he was here to talk about Twin Peaks. Uh, but oh well, I guess Andrew fucked up. Twin Peaks is fucking great when it is following the A plot of Twin Peaks, when it really is Dale Cooper trying to solve the murder of Laura Palmer, and that's about it, that's when it's like, hey, this is fucking good. This is good television. When it's anything else, it's so bad. It's so boring and bad and no one no one acts well in it like at all it's so hard to watch it's just horrendous before we before we get into that can we talk about the goat kyle mclaughlin oh kyle mclaughlin's the best he's great he's really (laughs) really good he's really good i wish he was allowed to say more than the last words that someone else said for the entire fucking season of the return. I hated that. I hated it. Cause it was all not the plot. It was all not something that I gave a shit about. Yeah. Like it was just like, here's more bullshit. And I was just like, but you have Kyle McLaughlin. Why are we doing bullshit? Let's get back to the real, sh- the real <laughs> shit. Come on. Who cares about this? I'm just, not- I don't care about these people. I don't care about this. I don't care about Dougie Jones <laughs> and Janie E. Jones and Sonny Jim. The fucking stupidest names I've ever heard. <laughs> David Lynch is good at stupid, stupid names. Sonny <laughs> Jim. Sonny Jim is his name. <laughs> That's his fucking name, Andrew. His name. They named their child Sonny Jim. Sonny Jim now. Come here. That's your father. It's so stupid. <sighs> but then, like episode eight of the Return is like one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. So I don't know. I don't know. Now, what was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> what was episode? Which eight? one is that? Yeah. This is the water. And this is the well. Oh. Drink deep and descend. The horse is the light of the eye in the dark within. That's the best shit I've ever seen. That's so good. What are you talking about? That's amazing. Why'd you like it? Maybe I'm dumb. I don't get it. It was just because it was like the when Twin Peaks is really good is either is when it's like Dale Cooper following the murder of Laura Palmer or Red Room bullshit. If it's Red Room Bull, like that, the I think it's like the second episode of The Return where it's just, we're just like hanging out with Cooper in the Red Room yeah. and he talks to the tree that's an arm and goes through all the weird different rooms and all that different stuff. That's like good. 
Like that's like when it's like, here's just something really fucking weird. And we're just going to show you and we're just going to, and it's just going to be there. And I appreciate that a lot. And I think that's, that's when Twin Peaks is really good. The murder of Laura Palmer and red room stuff, which is very closely tied to the murder of Laura Palmer. So I kind of wrap it all into one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't like Andy. That's like, Bobby. no, I fucking hate Andy. I hate it. James. Uh, I hate everybody. Audrey. I hate every everything else going on in Twin Peaks. I fucking hate. It's all no all acting is horrendous. It's so bad. It's so bad. I cannot stand it. God, especially especially the receptionist and her husband. Especially in the return. I was like, this is just the worst. Andy and Stop. uh Shelly? Doing this. Lisa? Lucy? Lucy. Lucy. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, just everyone's like the and it's and it's and it's partially it's David Lynch's writing. David Lynch, not a good dialogue writer. Yeah, we haven't He's talked about his writing, writing once. He's bad at writing. He's great at story. He's bad at writing. <laughs> it's it's so hard. It's so hard to watch. I really... I, it's why I stopped watching season two. I just... I couldn't do it. I was like... If these episodes were 20 minutes long and it was... Then I, I could do it. But these yeah. are all an hour long and they each feel like they're three hours long. That's and, the thing. If it and, was 20 minutes, it, this would have been the easiest thing in my life. Right? Like, if they were 20 minutes long, it would be amazing. Or or if it was, like, an eight-episode-long season, it would be the best. Like, it would be, like... Because then it would just be the good stuff. It would just be the stuff you care about, and it wouldn't be anything else. Like, that's why season season one of Twin Peaks is so much better. Because, like, there's not a lot of time for other stuff. It's kind of like, we have the one thing we gotta do, and we got, like, seven episodes to do it. And it's like, okay, great. Let's do it. Let's, let's do that thing. But also, it's like the first, how do I say this, without being condescending to all of TV? Um, <laughs> it's like the first like auteur series. There is no Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The, the Wire, West Wing, mm-hmm. Ozark, Stranger Things. There is yeah. no none of that without Twin uh-huh. Peaks. One hundred percent. And I don't, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I've just been in it for the entire weekend. But like, yeah. Especially watching the return and episodes of the second season of Twin Peaks. It was, it's like growing pains. It's, people didn't act like that on shows. Like shows weren't like that. They were, it, it, it was experimental itself, the show. The, you think the bad, you don't think people acted badly on TV shows before Twin Peaks happened? Because that's, I'll tell you what, Andrew, that's not the case. No, that's not what I mean. What I, is just this type of storytelling wasn't really a thing. Sure. 
and watching the return. That doesn't mean that no, doesn't no. excuse the, my the horrible acting. Watching like, the return, it was just. I don't know. It's it's not that it excused it. It kind of explained it. That's that's my point. I. What do you mean? Like it. What do I mean? <laughs> what do I mean? Um. It's just that the the acting in the show it's so specific to David Lynch and his strengths as a writer. And it really feels like it's between him and also Mark Frost. It feels like it was a small writing room. It feels like it was just the yeah. two of them. I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's the acting in Twin Peaks is directly in between I Love Lucy and and The Sopranos. Yeah, let's say that. Like, there's a bit of that old-time acting that we don't see anymore in the performances of Twin Peaks. It feels more like a choice, not like they're not so, good. No, so, 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 the thing... Not all of the performances in Twin Peaks are in that same world. Like, Kyle MacLachlan's great in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, the outsider. I think, I think, um, I think some of the other actors are, are also really good. I think, um, uh, the, he, he's a cop in the, in the third season, but he's the biker guy. Bobby? Bobby, Billy? yes, Bobby. Bobby? I think he does a really good job in in both the early seasons and the new season. Same with the the girl that he's involved with. Yes. Who's a waitress. I forget her name, but yes, I know who you're talking about. I don't about. know any of their names. Um I think she also does a really good job in both in the in the earlier seasons and the new one. The girl playing Laura Palmer, also great in the early seasons and in the new one. And Firewalk like, with me. She's great. And Firewalk with me. She's great in Firewalk with me. Um even uh uh what is it jack hurley the other biker guy jack yeah jim jack james jim james hurley pretty sure he sings a song in the third season yeah yeah he's also really good in the old seasons and in the new seasons but man pretty much everybody else is really bad (laughs) it's really bad I mean, other than, okay, in the new seasons, like, I think David Lynch's performance is really good. I think Laura Dern's great. Uh, I think the guy playing Albert's really good. I think, um... Naomi uh, Watts? I really do not like her in in it at all. Mm. Uh, I also really didn't like her in Mulholland Drive, so... Mm. You know. Yeah. Happens. Um, (laughs) uh, so i know it's not the i know because of that i know it's not a at least to me it doesn't seem like a purposeful choice of like we're gonna have this acting that's like between classic tv and modern tv it just feels like hey here's a bunch of bad actors in a tv show yeah it doesn't feel like a choice that was made you know with 
David Lynch's writing. Because I feel like also just this is just hard dialogue to get out. <laughs> this is just... Sure. With all his whole shebang. What? Because everything else, his storytelling, his direction, the way he works yeah. with actors, it all evolves. But the dialogue in a lot of his films are all the, the same. The dialogue is... The dialogue is so bad, Andrew. It's so bad. Like, and say what, again, for better or for worse, with Quentin Tarantino, with his writing, you still see it's evolving. It is, it is, yes. it has changed from Pulp Fiction to to Kill Bill yeah. to Hateful Eight, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, like, how do you feel? How do you feel about David Lynch's writing? Just I just it it's it's really grating. I think his his dialogue is just really grating, um, noxious. Be, yeah, just because like story wise, his stuff is amazing. Yeah. Like some of like whether I liked all of his things or not, some of the stories that I saw watching David Lynch things were some of the best stories I've seen ever? Question mark. They're up there. Shrug emoji. But it's but the dialogue is hard to get through. And wildly, he uses it to his advantage in Mulholland Drive, which is kind of fucking crazy. The, about how how I res- out of all the movies that I don't like a whole lot, Mulholland Drive is the one that I like. I think might be his best film. Really. I don't like Mulholland Drive. It's like a silent situation. I don't like it. But damn, it's good. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like, I hear you. I hear you, man. Because like the 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 thing in Mulholland Drive, like when when it's when the the twist is revealed in Mulholland Drive, it's like, "Oh, that's why all the dialogue was bad is because it's all in her head and she's kind of losing it." So of course the dialogue would be bad. Of course it wouldn't really make sense half the time. Of course that would happen. Of course this would happen. Which is fucking crazy. Hollywood has just kind of poisoned her. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of insane how how smart Mulholland Drive is. Yeah, that movie slaps. <laughs> that movie begs. Um, with Twin Peaks... Twin Peaks. There's just watching the end of Twin Peaks. It was like, God, I was so happy when Cooper came back. That was when it got really good. That was when I was like, Hey, this show is really good. Actually, Twin Peaks is good. He said, Finally, I just thought I I was like, when he turned around and said, I am the FBI. I was like, oh, are uh, they going to kill Cooper? Are they going to kill Cooper in the most <laughs> malicious, nasty way? I don't want that. <laughs> in a way, I think they did. In a way, they did. And yeah. that's what I wanted. Um, <laughs> this, wow. It's just like, no matter how you feel, it's all... One, not one guy, again, Mark Frost, the GOAT. I don't want him to get forgotten. <laughs> it's, but talking about his whole filmography, it's one guy. Just, just... The one dude. Came up with a whole vocabulary 
to a visual media that no one has ever done before and no one has done since. Yeah. It's crazy. Blows my brain. <laughs> yeah, bro. Blows my brain. Yeah, bro. Blows my brain. Um, you had a question. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Did you not? I'm sorry. I did, I did have a, a kind of clarifying question just because, like, Twin Peaks is hard to watch. When when some bullshit's going on, sometimes your brain turns off and you don't really pay attention. Yeah. Did the did the frog bug thing ever come back, or did I just, or was it just a thing that happened that we kind of that went in the little girl's mouth? Yeah. Did that come back? I don't think it came back. I'm pretty sure it did it. Okay. I am also pretty sure it didn't, but I didn't want to be acting like a fool and be like, "Why was that frog bug thing there?" It never came back, and then someone's like, actually, the entire, it's the thing that it comes out at the beginning of episode 12, and this thing happens, and it's, like, really important. Hey, I oh I fell asleep with my eyes open many times watching The Return. Y- y- they yeah, encourage you. Uh, enc- after Del Cooper went to his fourth uh, jackpot machine, I was like, oh, oh okay, all right. God. What is life all about? Uh, <laughs> what is life all about? <laughs> What is this, actually? What am I doing with my time? I will say I've never missed stand-up comedy more in my life. <laughs> That's more... fucking fair, bro. I was like, oh, yeah. That's why I kind of uh, switched my whole life away from yeah. movies. Uh, but also, like, who who is the closest thing we have to a lynch ever? Post-lynch. Post Lynch, post nineteen seventy seven. But like he 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 stopped. He basically is is done, right? Like we can say post two thousand six. Yeah. Doing, who's doing this stuff? I mean, will uh, no one? Right? Is it that is the answer? Is it that art? Is it allowing? And when I say art, I don't even mean art. I quite literally don't mean art. I mean like the system, <laughs> like the man. I think, I think, I think part of it is is, yeah. I think I think there. I mean, as as we all know, capitalism ruins everything. Um, and I think it is just like the artists that that want to do this weird stuff have to sell tickets. <laughs> like they gotta get people to in seats. And not everyone has a, a storied career such as David Lynch. Like, if David Lynch makes another movie, you know it's going to be popular at this point, right? Like, th- th- that's just how it is. But people like, I don't know, Ari Aster and Roger Eggers are, like, The Lighthouse is the closest to a Lynch film that we've gotten in recent memory, right? Yeah, I guess so, right? Right? I couldn't I couldn't name another Julie De Delepsi Taton? Oh yeah, Julia DeCorno. DeCorno? May maybe. We'll see. Right? Those were We'll see. But like that's the thing. David Lynch doesn't have it's like none of these I mean, every movie's a coming to age movie, right? But like <laughs> None of these movies are like, oh, this is about puberty. This, 
Elephant Man and Eraserhead are the closest ones, but like Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks, Lost Highway, they're all more about like <clears throat> Mahala Drive is like, have you ever wanted something? Realize that thing you wanted is bad for you and you feel like you can't escape from it. Yeah, that's that's Mahala Drive. Like roughly. <laughs> there it roughly. is. Roughly. Uh Lost Highway is also like, man, have you ever been gaslit before? <laughs> Crazy. It sucks. Crazy. Yeah. They're they're all about like a feeling. And it's hard to put to words because it doesn't try to put it into words. It puts it into a feeling. God, David Lynch. Now he's just with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Sorry, I was going through, I was going through um, uh, just my letterbox to try and see if I had like found another, if there was like another movie that had come out recently that we had just kind of forgotten about that was like as weird as this. Uh, and I forgot that my my Elephant Man review was when was Hugh Jackman supposed to show up and sing a song about believing in yourself? <laughs> uh, that perfectly I'm summed up funny. everything, right? <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just going through. I'm going through all the movies I watched last year. I want to see. I want to see if there's another one. Malignant? Uh, no, I don't think so. Malignant is too straightforward. It is too straightforward. Just has a book yeah. wild intro to act three yeah that that surreal that surrealism does not make um do you have thoughts about just while i'm looking through all this stuff do you have thoughts about surrealism like in general um i mean like great in paintings right great in like fine art yeah yeah (laughs) um great in dance as i said as i said earlier i saw what a weird when i was sitting through the show i was like why did i go see Mm -hmm. dance i'm not even using a different part of my brain i'm still using the (laughs) now what's happening here part of my brain and i need to put that part to bed um yeah but like in movies specifically in movies and tv it's really hard For every, you know, for every Eternal Sunshine, there's a reminiscence. Uh, I'm thinking of Ending Things, another example. I'm thinking of Ending Things. That's a great, yeah, Charlie Kaufman, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the only other one I could find. (laughs) The Lighthouse, and I'm thinking of Ending Things. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of ending things as a great pull. Um Thank you, thank you. I do my best. Yeah, but surrealism is really hard. I think David Lynch in film definitely so far, hopefully someone else can do it, but has pushed it to its limits. I think it can still go further. Mm-hmm. 
I think it could still. Do you want to know another? Do you, do you want to know another weird example that I I will stand by? Please. Uh, the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. It's definitely inspired by Lynch. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's, it's up there. Um, it's got some surrealism. I mean, and then going back to day one, mother, right? <laughs> yeah, mother. Yeah, I, I I find surrealism. I like when it's a part of my movies. I don't know if I love entire movies that are just surrealism. You know? Yeah, I just think someone needs like to... stuff like stuff like the lighthouse, stuff like. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, here's some weird bullshit that's happening. We're just gonna move past it. Is nice, you know. Good imagery. I'm a big fan of. Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. Another example. We're it's it's we're struggling to find these examples though. But like that that I mean, besides sorry to bother you, I'm sure. I, I liked uh, the Charlie Kaufman one, but like, uh, what was the one you just brought up? Uh, Sorry to bother you? Before that. Bash Brothers? After that. After, what was after? You brought up a movie that wasn't too good. And I know you don't like it. <laughs> what was it? Uh. Uh, Dang, I hate when this happens to the podcast. I'll just edit it out. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway. I have the ending things. Bash Brothers. After Bash Brothers. I just feel like there's someone who can make it. The word I want to say is mainstream, but it's not mainstream. More like palatable. More. There must be something in between. Sorry to bother you. And. And Mulholland Drive. Lighthouse. Mother. Mother. I don't know what movie. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Dang. Uh, there must be something in between. Sorry to bother you and Mulholland Drive. Something where you walk away and you're like, now what was all of that about? But you still get, you still, uh, a 14 year old can sit down, watch it and go, yeah, I get it. It's about <laughs> how none of us feel fulfilled. I get it. <laughs> Uh, High Life? High Life. I think, I High Life, I think, sits in the middle there. High Life is good. Under the Silver Sam, Lake? Sam, you're pulling out these good pools. High Life is a great... So what do I know? <laughs> That's what I take away from all this. Truly. Was was it Under the Silver Lake, the movie that you were... Yeah, it was. It was Under the Silver Lake that I was thinking of. That, like, that's not that great. No. But, but it, but it could be. But it could be. Imagine if David Lynch directed that movie. Imagine. Ah, oh, that would be fantastic. Take out all the film really references. Good. Take out all the yeah dumb nonsense and put in dumb nonsense that matters. Yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, I, I've I've scrolled all the way back to the very first episode of of the podcast in my letterbox, and those were all of the examples I could find. So now, now that we're on this side, we're one of the people who who have seen pretty much everything David Lynch had had to offer in a feature format way. In a yeah, uh, yeah, long I, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, did not get to watch any of his shorts. Ooh, and you really wanted um, to. I did really want to. You know what? When your shit is as complicated and as crazy, and I need a week to process as every single thing that David Lynch has ever done, uh, it's hard. <laughs> when you're like, I have to watch three episodes of Twin Peaks today. And then you're like, each of those episodes needs an entire week for my brain to understand at anything that happened. But I gotta watch two more tomorrow. So Andrew, I think, is gonna be stuck in in a in a particular headspace for the next couple months. Oh yes, indeed. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to my next deep dive will be uh, Mel Brooks, independently of like going into. His life, yeah, figuring out his stuff. Guillermo's just well. We're doing Guillermo. Yeah, sure. I mean, it ends up being about the life, right? Because you end up going, what, what yeah. happened in between? <laughs> in uh, Raiders yeah. of the Lost I mean, Ark that... and Temple of Doom. Oh, Steven Spielberg yeah. produced the movie where children died. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I uh, one thing that I did notice with with Inland Empire and Mulholland Drive is that David Lynch seems to hate making movies. <laughs> I think he likes making movies, but literally outside of making movies, he hates every other step, every other. Sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. When he's on set and like filming something, he loves it, and every other bit of the process he thinks is the worst thing that has ever existed. Literally. Uh, and that's kind of fascinating. <laughs> Literally thinks it's the worst thing. Thinks it's some horrible monster from another dimension. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Th- that's it, everybody. Yeah, I wanted to talk about My... sex, but we never got there. It's cool. He has a weird thing with sex, but hey. That's that's for uh, that's for Patreon. Who do- <laughs> that's for Patreon. Who doesn't have a weird thing with sex? <laughs> Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you listen to this whole episode, hey, that means a lot. This is a weird one. It it does. It, uh, but you know what? If you if if a couple people listen, it's all worth it. Um, these months of torture, it's all worth it. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, uh, you can join Lennox Studios in producing us over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash welcomebackpod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month. The same day that this episode was published, we another bonus episode was published on our uh, Patreon, oh, uh, which I'm editing in about 20 minutes after we record. We finish this recording. Um, uh, yeah, uh, that's a, a fantastic way to support the show. But just by listening, you're supporting us a whole lot. Uh, if you want to, if you don't have the money or don't want to give us money, we totally understand. Pandemic's still very real. Stay safe out there. 
Uh, fuck that freedom convoy in Canada. They're a bunch of racist Nazi assholes. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so, sorry. Pause. What? <laughs> You so a bunch of truckers. This. What? What? What is this? So a bunch of so a bunch of bunch of racist truckers are protesting across protested across Canada yesterday, um, against you know vaccine stuff oh. and, and all that stuff. But then, uh, quote unquote, well, apparently out of nowhere, no one could have guessed it. Uh, a bunch of Confederate flags showed up and Nazi flags uh, and. Uh, a lot of racist, racist bullshit uh, happened, uh, but they uh, they were just there protesting for their freedoms. Uh, anyway, uh, I hate this. I hate it. Um, fuck, fuck all of that. Get your fucking vaccine. Don't be a racist. Don't be a Nazi piece of garbage. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are at welcome back pod on all of the different social media platforms of your choice. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on, on the different podcatchers, like us, review us, rate the show, all that different stuff helps the show out a whole, whole lot. Uh, and also, Tell your friends. Recommending us to your friends is always the best way to get the word out there for Welcome Back. So please tell your friends. Now, usually I'd say something weird that doesn't make sense at this moment because I because I truly just try to make myself laugh and no one else. Uh, yeah. But this 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 episode, I'm just going to keep it straight. Boom, 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 boom. Yo, those five hours of sleep I got in between the return, I dreamt of some weird stuff, man. (laughs) I, I could only imagine.